We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, it's all good here. You know, we're coming off a little uh, long weekend of yep. volleyball in Arizona. Both of our teams traveled out to the Nike Tournament of Champions. Absolutely. I had, I had a blast. That was my first time. Your first time. And my, I think it was their 15th anniversary and my team has been there 14 times. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's so we're, cool. uh, yeah, we're a sat, we're a savvy veteran of the TOC. Yeah. yeah. Well, my, my thing, it was, it was kind of like all right in one spot. They had kind of like a barbecue dinner for all the teams. Like there was like a water park there. Like it was an event. It was Is super it cool? cool. Is it yeah. cool? They do a good job. I'll tell you, we, that, I mean, We've done it for 14 years for a reason. For a reason, yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to go back. I mean, it, we had a blast. Yeah. We ended up winning the lower division, the elite division. And I, I think we'd be a good fit for that middle division. Yeah, you know? hey, but um, you're a winner, baby. We you hung come in on, there. You come in with the big. You, now, what did you get? Did you get a trophy? You got a banner? We got a banner. A banner. We got a banner, and banner. we got some some medals. Yes, some medals. And, a, that, and hats. And a, the hats. <laughs> the hats are the cute. Hats. <laughs> You got a hat, metal banner. You got a love. Life you, is you, good. You go to Arizona, you come home with the, you know, you come home with the goods. Absolutely. And I got to see a couple of my buddies are out there. So, I mean, it was, it was great. Well, time. it was you fun were seeing there. you there. Yeah, it was cool. You know, we battled, we were in the, the uh, division, the, in the top premier. division. Yeah. And we were, yeah, we were battling every Those match. Those teams were gnarly. The teams, every, you're in every match, we're in warmups and just watching these kids <laughs> attack going, we're in trouble. <laughs> They were but, bouncing balls you know, and warm-ups. Oh I know. Goodness. I mean, and there's so many good volleyball players Seriously. now. It's just so fun to it's watch. So it. fun. And the level. And I think St. Francis ended up winning. St. Francis. They won. beat Cornerstone in the final. And I saw both those teams play a little bit. We played neither of them. Okay. Uh, which was uh good scheduling by me. <laughs> but uh it was fun nice. to watch those teams. Yeah, yeah, but so, there were a bunch of bunch of great teams. Though. Yeah, even teams that didn't do as well were like super talented in Oh, I mean, yeah. that's why it's a fun tournament to go to. So, yep. yeah. So I guess I'm on the skill You're of the week. You're on the week. skill. What do you got? Okay. So this is kind of a interesting topic. So I'm going to call it teaching players how to use the rule book to their full advantage. Ooh, this is a new one. I like it. I have no idea where you're going, but I'm, um, you've uh, piqued my curiosity. Okay. So this is not how to cheat <laughs> the <laughs> rule good. book. Okay. It's not how to like you know, find a little edge. It's kind of like how I teach my players to deal with these close calls. The judgment calls. The judgment calls. Yeah, because that could they're go close. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. And by deal with them, I don't mean just accept them and move on. I mean, how we kind of train to deal with them. Right. Right. So, um, so let's get started. So first thing is mostly 
I'm going to tell my team to take a breath and we'll get the next one. So if we get a call that goes against us, right, and it's one of these 50-50 calls. Right. I see a lot of coaches losing it on these calls. Yeah. And especially in critical moments. And when it's one of these calls, you have to recognize it's one of these calls, meaning it, it is – it is going to be going either way and maybe it'll fall back to your side. Hopefully it does. But, right. but if it doesn't, you just got to, we'll get the next point and we're just going to play. Right. Well, you, and I think I've been guilty of this in the past is you don't want to be a distraction for your team. Yes. Because they have a next point to play. Absolutely. And you know, you want to stand up for your team. You don't want to maybe be completely passive yep. and go, oh, I have no control. It's just the refs, you know, showing some displeasure that, wait a minute, that's a close call. And did you consider this? And you yes. send your captain over there or something. But right. hey, you know that kind of once it's decided, it's decided. It's probably not going to change a lot of minds. But if you're still going off after it and when that next point's going and you want your players to be next point focused. Absolutely. So I think that's a good place to start. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to start with my number one most despised rule, and that's the under rule. I can't stand the way that it is. It is right now. And I'm going to go off for just a minute and then I'm going to say how we treat it in practice. I don't like that you can touch the underline at all. I just think that athletes should not be able to touch it, period, in games the reason being that is the main way people get hurt in volleyball so Good point my take on it is you shouldn't be able to touch so it when when davis becomes a volleyball <laughs> world volleyball commissioner that line is there and you touch it blow the whistle. that's right and if they want to go instant replay on it hey great but they don't call it like that right now and in fact it's a little bit judgment on right because your your foot or hand or whatever can kind of as long, it can go over as long as part of it's touching. Yes. But what if it goes over and that's up in the air? There's a bunch of, of exactly. weird stuff on that one. Right. And and the way I tell my team is, look, unless they come under and touch your feet, we're not going to complain about it. We're going to play on. But in our gym, we don't let them go under. They have a timeout if they go under. And timeout. Yes. <laughs> the Davis timeout. <laughs> you're on timeout. And they hate that, by the way. They hate well, that. Well, I don't know how many kids have ever loved a timeout. <laughs> so the fact that your kids hate it. I think it's it, bringing like, up some kids. bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> but they hate it. And so we just say you cannot touch the midline in any way. We put down a, a tape about a foot from the midline. And that's one way we help them to judge it. We talked about a couple ways right. using the yeah. elastic. But we just say uh, we're going to play on no matter what. And then what refs always say as well is it didn't affect the play. And we're going to just live with the idea that if they could make the play and not actually touch us, we're going to, we're going to deal with that. And so that's the interpretation that I, that I tell my team. Uh, I've seen other people go, Oh, I could have been in this space or in this space. And you know, I get that, but oh, tried to touch the people that are going under to yeah. try to make it. So it's a call. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind I of trying like to that. teach that rule. So yeah. So yeah. that's, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right with you. So, so that's my first one is the under, um, and let's talk about over. Okay. Over could be a dangerous play when there's another player playing the over ball. It could be a dangerous play. So meaning another player, meaning a blocker and the setter or something like yep. that. So I want them to call that play dead when that's the case. Um, if another player is not involved, I don't like it when they call over when it's really, really close. Like it could be a few inches 
on the other side and there's not a player involved and the ball's coming over to your side and they'll call over. I don't like it when they call that. Well, that's the one that kills me is when they overpass and they don't control the ball and nobody's there. Right. And their blocker goes up and it hits their hands and going, oh, they went over. No part of the ball was over. Hey, they just made a crappy play. My player is protecting our side of the net and doing everything right. Yes. And you're penalizing us in this situation. So that's a play. That's a, like that's a, a tough pill to the, swallow. The savvy ref knows how to call that. That's that's and so. True. But I don't know how many savvy refs we've had in high school yeah, this year. I agree, right? And so, yeah, the more experienced refs will call it like that. But but the refs that aren't as experienced will just say the ball didn't break the plane. It's right. a judgment call. Yep. And um and who knows? Like I can't see as well from where I am if it did, but I can tell that it was coming over, like you were you were mentioning. But the way we teach our players to deal with that kind of thing is we use the phrase protect. Okay. And we use this in two scenarios. One is that overpass situation where you gotta wait until it crosses the plane. And the other is when you want to go block the setter, but you don't want to reach over and touch the ball, the setter may not dump. So, right. so we just say protect, and basically that means go straight up. Your hands are prepared to block the so ball. So there's but... a difference between the idea of protecting and attacking. Exactly. Attack right. blocking and protect right. blocking. Right. So there's a difference. So they know that. So you teach your players that to, to allow them to be successful in those situations. I Absolutely. like it. Yeah. So that's that one. Now, Third, now, let me talk about timeouts. I feel like I'm on my soapbox a little bit on a couple of these, and I well, like it. Well, that's why we have a pod every every week, so you can go on your soapbox. That's why we, I don't mean this so to fun. be complaining against the refs. The refs do a great job, and they got a million calls. To no, handle, it's, you know. it's a tough job, but we, but, hey, we're trying to win as well, and we're trying to see. We're the, trying to win. Yeah, that's all it is, and um, and also have our girls have a good experience. So, okay, okay next point: thirty second timeouts. They're ridiculous. I think a 30-second timeout is way too short of a timeout, and that's what we have in club. I think a minute is about right. You can actually come off, get water, talk for a few seconds, and then prepare and go back in. Like I think a minute's about right. Did that, now, because I haven't coached club in a while, is that 30 seconds relatively new? Because I think it used to be a minute back in the old days. It is. It is relatively new. And what is it in college? It, I don't know. I want to say a minute in college. I want to say one minute, but it's it's definitely not 30 seconds. Can they cut some time out of the warm-up and give you a minute for timeouts? <laughs> I know. I right? mean, all this warm-up stuff I'm looking oh, at with all these plays. I mean, even at the tournament we were, I mean, it takes forever. It's like, hey, you're playing all day. You don't need to warm up. I mean, Seriously, you can I know chop the warm-up. Right. Know? Yeah, no, I agree. So so here's how we handle these 30 second, 30 second timeouts. Essentially, all we try to do is combine everything into the same time period. They got to get water and listen at the same time. We're going to be by the bench. Um, we're going to have to be super concise with our coaching. And I can't just blather on. I have to have my two, one or two points and that's yep. it. Ready to go, locked and loaded. And I have to get them out pretty quickly. Um, and I want them to get a little rest as well, like a deep breath. So yep. a lot of times that's how we end our timeout is just, okay, can we do a deep breath as a team? Okay, fine. Here but, we go. I like it. Yeah. So we'll hustle bring over. Bring them together with a little deep breath. I yeah, like and, that. and they have to hustle over, right? Because they can't be spending 10 of the seconds to just come over to right. the bench. Right. So that's that. Um, okay. So one of the things that bugs me is both refs looking at the same side. Like lately I've been seeing the down ref. Look at the don't look side. at the refs, Davis. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. 
Don't do it. We got to give you a 12 step program. We got to, we got to keep you from trying to look at refs to see what they're doing because you're going to be disappointed. I I am disappointed, but it brings me to the point. I'm I'm bringing this up for a reason. So both refs will be looking at the serve receive side and I'm like, how do you know what's going on over there? And we had a kid, um, toss and catch, you know, which you can't do in, um, in a club, right. Especially in the older kids. But no one saw it because they were look both were looking at the receive side, right? And uh, and so my thing is like, okay, whatever. The point is what you just said. We don't need to concern ourselves with what the refs are doing, right? If the refs make the call, fine. If they miss a call, fine. I'll let them know. The captain will hopefully let them know, maybe in a respectful way, of course. But there really is no challenge system in juniors, right? Yep. Obviously, and um. I can't really change much, meaning if they didn't see it, they didn't see it. And to this ref's uh, credit, he said, you know, honestly, coach, I didn't see it. I was looking at this side. But if they're both looking at the same side, but anyways, uh, the point is we as player, as coaches have to model what we want our athletes to do. And if they didn't see it, I'm going to, I might question it, but I'm not going to challenge it. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, On, on these, on these types of, um, back and forth calls that they didn't. Yeah, I, and I think that there's a a fine line between. I'm going to talk about this a little little later with being a ma- men match coaching when we get into this scenario today, but there's a fine line between showing the ref that you're engaged, that you're not just going to let them make errors without someone being aware some kind of you know ramification or some kind of you sending your captain over or something so hey they're being watched and i think they should know that that's part of their job and so uh if if they miss something because they make an error it's okay just like hey we're gonna make a bunch of coaching errors our team is gonna make a bunch of playing errors the refs are gonna make a bunch of errors but we're going to try to correct our coaching errors. Yep. Players are going to try to correct their playing errors. That's and we expect the refs right. to try to correct their refing errors so they don't do it again. Right. Because we're in a next point focused. And yep. for them too. Yes. We might, they might have screwed up the last point, but we don't want them to screw up the next point. Absolutely. But you know what? If, if you try to show a ref up though, like, oh. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. And they'll fine dig line. in their heels and they will not give you calls, right? They'll be like, well, you think I'm wrong? Well, how about this? Right. I don't know. I mean. Well, and it, then, but for every one of those, there's the ones that you have, the ones that balance out. Oh, it's yeah. the makeup call. The right? makeup so, call. That's a good So then too. you get that too. So I, I just think that, you know, there should be accountability, accountability. for yep. everyone, whether Absolutely. it's coaches, players, refs. And part of your job as a coach is to do what you can for your team. And if, if a ref misses something because they don't know the role or they don't. And so to bring it up to them so they get the next yeah. one, that's not a, they, there's a, we have a way to do that now. You send your captain over and they don't want to hear you or whatever. And that, that's, I understand that. Right. So anyway. So no, I think that's a great point. Um, let's keep going. I only got two more. Perfect. We have to go with the book. I, I don't like this one, and I'll tell you why. Generally, the book is right, but there are situations when the book is clearly wrong, and they have to go with the book. But the reason I don't like them saying so, that, the book. When you're talking about the book, you're not talking about the rule book. You're talking about the, the score official scorebook. Yes. Okay. Official so sorry, because when you first said the yes. book, I'm all yeah. What book. Okay. Yeah. Sorry scorebook, about that. Right. Yeah, the scorebook, and they'll say, "Well, we have to go with what the scorebook has." 
Right. And you know that it's it raw. might be the the dingiest kid in the gym might be <laughs> might be yes. that pencil might be in their hand at the scorebook. Right. But they got to go with the book because that's the rule. Well, and that's my thing is I know it's wrong, but I tell my team that's all I can do. Yep. Right. And that's all you can do. We know the score is wrong, but that's all we can do. We're going to have to go score more points. Yep. That is what it is. So, again, a bunch of these is sort of begrudging acceptance, you know, right. without letting it slip by, like you said. Right. You know, um, third, uh, second to last is protocol. Like there's so many protocol things, especially in high school that I just don't really like. I think there's way too much protocol. But can you follow every little one? Can you? you know, have one assistant standing only. And then the other one has to, you know, the other coach has to sit down. Oh, Can everyone be pushed back behind the Don't line? Don't get me started on Yeah, I, it bugs me. It bugs right. me. But it really is going to either slow your team down or not, right? Like if And I think in that sense, there's this idea of empathy for refs. Yes. And yes. like, especially the new refs that they have in high school, and we have a ref shortage, and I don't know yeah. if they have it in other places or not, but I know we have it here. And we have refs that are up top that really probably aren't qualified, but hey, they're put there and uh, we're able to play because we have refs and the way they're trained a lot is uh, they're trained on a bunch of this protocol stuff. So they don't know, they don't have a feel for everything in the game. It's just what they've been taught and they have a very, they don't have limited experience. And so I think empathy for them is, is part of it. And I've, I've mellowed out. Stuff drives me crazy, um, but I just kind of sit in my corner now and stew. I don't, I don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, same, same. <laughs> I know. I'm, get back, you girls. Get back. They always <laughs> tell them to get back, and I'm like, hey, fine, get back. You know, we just got to go with it. Final one, and this is everyone's hot button one, is the doubles, right? The double contact. Yeah. My thing is, we want to get called for no doubles, meaning that we want the toughest ref to be out there looking at us, the AVP of the '80s. You know, okay. And the uh, AVP ref from the eighties, we want him not to be able to call us. So we train for that, but we also know that we will double and we'll get called and that's okay. And, um, I honestly don't even want them really to respond when they get a double. I think they all get mad. I just want them to just go back and set, set normally. Okay. And then on the other side of the net, it's the same thing. We don't worry about their sets. Yeah. Uh, we don't think there's an advantage in doubling. We don't yell double, double. Okay. Um, we don't do any of that. We just say, hey, they set the ball here and we're going to go block it and you know, play. I the like point. it. So that's what I well, got. Especially when the international guys are gaffling. They're, they're, we're calling it tougher on high school JV than we are international <laughs> men. It that doesn't make no a lot sense. of sense in no. our sports. So it's hard to blame refs in that, that situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's the skill of the week. Sort, All right. of, a, sort of a weird one, but I hope I like people it. got something cool. out of it. So you're on the scenario. Scenario. I want to be a better match coach. Oh, I love this. Me okay. too. Okay. All right. So number one, and once again, we're going through 10. Uh, be competitive without being combative. Oh, okay. okay. So be competitive without being combative. So I don't want to make enemies of these other teams, right? It's like, hey, right. we're playing Christian and and hey, you have good kids that play for you and our kids are good kids and yeah. we're going out there and battling. We don't hate the Christian kids, they're cool kids. Yeah. Uh, but we want to compete, we want to win. Yeah. Uh, and we want this engagement of competition. Like how do you show your engagement as a coach? 
I think those coaches that, Hey, you can sit back. I mean, Russ Rose, you know, sat back and, you know, never got up out of his chair, but he kept track of every contact. Right. So he was engaged. Oh yeah. And so there are different ways to be engaged. And I think there are some times when I think coaches should be more engaged and maybe sometimes when coaches to be less engaged, yeah, I can see that. Um, but I think there's a, I think you need to be engaged, but not so much that it's, you know, your emotion is affecting your team. Right. And that's, that's can be a difficult one for sure. Right. So number two, do have a playing time plan and share it with your players. Don't wing it. Oh, good so one. if, you know, right now we're coaching high school, if we're playing our arch rival, we have a couple players that know, hey, they're probably not going to play in this match. It's just they know that going in. So they're not surprised. Their parents aren't surprised. Um, we've communicated that to them. That's a good point. And uh, I think if you have club, and you have 12 kids and you know the kids should know your plan your plan might be that hey they're not going to play if that's the case so be it hey they're playing a lot of money they're taking a lot of their time or whatever what's your plan how are you doing that there are a bunch of different ways to do it just they sh there sh it shouldn't be pearl harbor the parents okay. shouldn't be surprised the kids shouldn't be surprised on what's going on that's a great point number three do write down your lineup and your subs Okay. Okay. And I see some coaches, you know, they don't write it down and then something happens and, oh, whoa, where are you? They don't know. Right. right. And yeah. even if you fake it and you have a paper to look at, then people think you know what you're doing. <laughs> right? I like it. Plus uh, you can account for some playing time stuff too. Yeah. And you have a record of that. Yes. You're a club record. coach. You have a record. Hey, right. it started, you know, four of our, you know, 12 sets or whatever, you know, she started uh, do use your timeouts to impact the game. And I think, I think Mary Jo got into this one time and she talked about this emotional timeout versus tactical timeout. Yes. Like, what are you trying to do in your timeout? And when you impact the game, can you call them when the game is, and you've heard me go off on this, when the game is up for grabs. Right. So if my team goes down five, oh, I might call a timeout. Other coaches go, oh, I want to save my timeouts. Hey, if they go up 9-0, the game might be over. Yes. You know, and and I wanted I want my timeouts to impact the game. So I'm not gonna call a timeout at, you know, 22-13. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, I agree. Right? Totally. How many times have you come back from 22-13? Yeah. And my, my thing is is knowing your team's reach, like how much can you actually come back from? Right. And then you gotta use your timeout at that point or before. Right. But if you're playing a team that is, you know, comparable to you. Right. You know, you're playing, you know, you had a good, good match with the OLP. You're playing OLP, you know, how much are you going to let them get ahead before you call timeout? Good point. Not much. Right. And yeah, so what I'm exactly. saying is, yes. hey, we all know if you're playing a team that you're way better than or you're not as good at it's different. It but yeah. I'm talking about a competitive match. Yeah. You know, we're playing Parker or something. And, hey, I'm not letting them get ahead by four. You know, I'm we're slowing things down. Right. You know, That's a great point. Uh do focus on the big rocks that is for us effort attitude team stuff body language in and out of the huddle uh that's big for us you know those big rocks uh next one is a little different one do error correct after winning points or sets i like this one. yeah okay yeah. so we don't want to error correct we don't want to rub salt in every error 
Like, oh, you made a uh, platform. Oh, you got to shank the pass. Do this with your platform. Oh, do this. And so everybody's already looking at that player already. We don't want right. to rub salt in that wound. But when a player doesn't cover and we get a kill, we want to remind them, hey, you didn't cover. Right. If that would have been blocked, you wouldn't have been there. Right. Rather than doing it after they already, you know, didn't, uh, you know, didn't let's say the, play, the ball yeah. was they didn't make the play. Right. Uh, next one, do have positive body language. Be a role model. Okay. If we want our players to be next point focused and positive, we have to do it. So if we're looking pissed on the sidelines and they look over, um, it's a bad look. Yeah, you know, can our body language? Hey, if we're disappointed at something, can we show that? And we got two seconds to do it. I'll give my players two seconds to be disappointed. Get back in the huddle. Once the huddle breaks, they come out ready for next point. The coach should look for next point too. That's a great point. So once the huddle breaks, then coach, hey, that last point's over. I like that one. That's right. good. Uh, and the next one is kind of. Uh, it reinforces that that idea of being next point focused and optimistic. Okay. Can we throw out the, can we take off that backpack of errors and toss that away and say, Hey, good things are about to happen. Yes. I like that. And if I could just add on to that one, like I, I absolutely believe that scoring points is more important than not making errors. Okay. Right. So that's just a belief I have. I don't even know if I'm right. It's just kind of has been something I've always thought of. And so if you can focus on scoring points, I just, A, it's just a lot more optimistic viewpoint to be in, to right. live in, you know? Uh, next one is do be a predictor. So uh, can you nice. actually help your team by predicting what's going to happen? Okay, you've watched this team spin through rotations. You know it's is a weak rotation, and they have a smart setter. Their setter's their brightest kid. She knows that when she gets in row five, it's their weakest rotation, and that's when she dumps. Can you make sure your players know that? Hey. This is the dumping rotation. Yes. Everybody's looking. Okay. Rather than after the play, you know, after that setter jumps up and dumps it. How many times have I told you guys to watch out for her dump? It's already Classic. over. Yes. Right? So can you be a predictor? Right? Let's say your best server goes back there and you're at a low level. Hey, it's going to be an overpass. Can everybody be ready for it? Right. The yes. last thing you want to do is take the ball out of your setter's hands. Your your best, or I'm sorry, your best server's team. hand. Right. Your best server. Because an overpass goes right. down. That's a good point. And then lastly, number 10, do have an end of match, end of tourney, short ritual uh, that reinforces positive behavior. What is your end of match or end of tourney ritual? And can kids leave uh, without a lot of time, number one? You're not taking a lot of their time at the end. And can there be some positive stuff that's shared? Right. And can they be excited to get back in the gym? next time to to get rolling that's cool ours is snaps we say anyone got snaps, know, you, got snaps. Yeah. So you got snaps anyone got snaps we got eta stuff and we it did so much yeah. better yeah. when when i than when i say it so yeah. that's awesome so i love that list that's awesome can i add one more you gotta do it yeah so just sort of this overly i don't know i don't want to say motivational but emotional coaching style so everything's emotion, meaning, you know, we got to play harder. We got to talk more. We got to, you know, got to be tougher. We got to be tougher. We, we got to be mentally tougher. Like, can you be more specific? Right. And can these things be, okay. What does mentally tougher mean? Can we just not jump when the setters back row? <laughs> right. <laughs> Please. Right. You know, what does, uh, you know, we need to be, I don't know, 
more locked in. I don't know. That doesn't right. mean all anything. of the right. Yeah. All of those we have just all of those. Uh, you know, they're so common. You know, statements that we make trying yeah. to evaluate. Oh yeah, we need to be tougher. We just got to suck it up and come together, communicate. Mm-hmm. All these yes. things that don't mean anything. I'm right with you. I think that's yeah. that's a lot of empty feedback that doesn't really help us yeah what a great scenario what do you have your uh you guess a video i'm up on the videos yes so my videos are focused on winning and losing i didn't have they there there wasn't really much on uh the rules per se because it's not really art coaching per se but i did focus on winning and losing and this guy i think you know kyle mashima from ah, solo I know. Stats. Yeah, solo stats. Kyle's yes. a buddy of mine. He's a good, good, good dude. And he's got this one that says skills that are related to winning or losing. It's okay. a really cool video good on stuff. there. Yes. Right. And so if, if you're thinking about, you know, ways to win or lose, it's a great thing. What should you focus on, et cetera, et cetera. The other one is how to win the serve and pass battle. Mark Rosen, Terry Laskevich, and Kirsten Booth nice. are all nice on a call. Nice triumvirate That's, there. I like oh, it. Oh, it's a great, great one. And then Craig Skinner has this whole how to make a championship team and you know he was he's been great on all the levels so it's really great to see him good stuff yes and so those are the videos so what's up for the resource the resource great coaches podcast two australian guys and so Uh, if you get this international flavor they're into uh rugby and cricket all kinds of things but they have kelly sheffield okay wisconsin's coach and so that's the the pod the sheffield pod he talks about Things like being curious because he never played volleyball. Oh, is that right? He was wow. a guy that never played. Wow. And, you know, he's one of the he's best coaches amazing. in the nation. Yeah. He talks about having vision as a leader. He talks about being a great teacher. And then lastly, uh, he has his assistants have been with him the whole time. Oh, wow. Like he has great people to work with and they've stuck around. They haven't really moved into other spots. So he's done a great job there. Uh, we'll have that in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you want to get into the socials? Yeah, then we'll, please uh, feel free to check us out on Twitter at The Volleypod and on Instagram at AOC.TheVolleyPod. And yeah, that'd be awesome. And once again, thank you so much for a great episode. Davis, well done, my friend. Thank you. Bye-bye.